This is Bigger Pockets Daily, and today, let's just jump right into the show. Okay, almost time for the show. We'll get right into it after this quick break. This show is sponsored by Airbnb. Did you know that a long time ago, before I ever started my real estate business, I turned one of my first primary residences into an Airbnb? And that's the extra income that I needed from Airbnb that gave me the confidence to go out and work for myself and eventually quit my nine to five job. And now I have dozens of Airbnbs all over the country. I've even partnered up with the old David Green on a recent property in Scottsdale to take our portfolio to the next level. And of course, we host it on Airbnb. But you don't need to be a full-time real estate investor to start on Airbnb. As a matter of fact, I was self-managing 10 properties while working my 9-to-5 job, so I know anybody can do it. Think about it this way. You're looking for extra income and going on a vacation. Wouldn't it be great to rent out your space and let your property pay for itself while you're gone? I did this one time. I pitched my wife and my roommate because we were house hacking on the idea of renting out our home, and it paid for all of our expenses on a trip to Mexico City. So go and give it a try. It might just change your life just like it did mine. And I really do mean that. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Meet RentApp, the seamless, secure, free way to collect rent. Built by a team of fintech veterans behind Square and Cash App, RentApp uses ACH bank transfers to deposit funds directly into your account. You don't even need to download anything. RentApp setup is straightforward for renters, and there are no apps for landlords to download. Both get peace of mind with a digital transaction history. That means no more lost checks, managing a dozen different payment apps, or even wondering whether payment was sent. Landlords say RentApp is the most convenient way to collect rent, and we think you'll agree. RentApp, the free and easy way to collect rent. Learn more at rent.app landlord. That's rent.app slash landlord. You're trying to close on your next rental, so why is your insurance company dragging its feet? With long lead times and never-ending paper forms, it's no wonder it takes forever to finally get a policy. Modern investors deserve better. They deserve Steadily.com. At Steadily.com, you'll get fast, affordable landlord insurance available online 24-7 in just a few clicks. You can even get next-day coverage, which takes just minutes, by the way, to obtain. And you can do it all from your phone. Steadily was founded by landlords who created insurance products tailored to the unique needs of this industry. It's their sole focus, and that's why landlords nationwide consistently rate them 4.8 out of 5 stars. So whether you've got a single-family, short-term, or multifamily portfolio, Steadily.com can secure the best coverage at the best price to protect your properties. Discover how Steadily can save you both time and money on your rental property insurance. Visit Steadily.com for a commitment-free quote tailored to your needs today. These markets are most and least vulnerable to housing declines. By Anna K. Cottrell. Every real estate investor wants to know if there will be a housing market downturn in 2024. But perhaps a better question to ask now and always is, which local markets are most at risk of a downturn? Hmm. So regional variations consistently play a part in any housing market analysis or forecast. And now we have the most up-to-date special housing risk report from real estate data provider, Adam. Adam's data set is valuable to anyone wanting to zoom in on the prospects of investing in a specific area. The data is organized by county, which allows for precise localized predictions about housing market health going into the new year. Adam uses four main parameters for gauging the risks of a housing market downturn in each area. Here's a look at each. 
Number one, home affordability. This factor is assessed by looking at how much homeowners spend on housing costs, including their mortgage, home insurance, and property taxes. So in order to count as affordable, a home should cost its owner no more than one-third of their salary. On its own, however, this measurement does not indicate whether an area is at risk or not. Speaking to Bigger Pockets via email, Adam CEO Rob Barber explained that affordability remains an area of similarity between most and least at-risk housing markets. Here is a quote. In 37 of the 50 most exposed and 36 of the 50 least exposed markets, major homeownership expenses required a larger portion of average local wages than the national level. End quote. Affordability is at low levels nationwide, with the average percentage of local wages required to cover housing expenses now standing at 34.6%, according to Barber. Number two, percentage of underwater mortgages. So an underwater mortgage is a mortgage loan that is more than the current market value of the home. A high percentage of homes that currently are worth less than the remaining mortgages on them is a sign that trouble may be afoot. Barber told us that among the top 50 markets most at risk, 28 had larger portions of residential mortgages that were underwater than the national figure of 5.3%. Just two of the 50 least at-risk markets faced that situation. Number three, number of homes facing possible foreclosure. Adam accessed its own foreclosure reports in order to analyze the vulnerability to foreclosure activity in each county. Foreclosures happen everywhere, but there is a national benchmark for a level that is alarming and could indicate that an area is headed for major housing trouble. Of course, everyone remembers the mass foreclosure disaster that hit the housing market back in 2008, when large numbers of American homeowners found themselves unable to pay for their homes almost overnight. While this situation is extremely unlikely to ever be repeated, thanks to tighter affordability checks for mortgage applicants, some local markets are still at risk of higher-than-average foreclosure numbers, because they just don't have adequate foreclosure prevention measures in place and have large numbers of people on low wages or at risk of unemployment. The difference between the most and least at-risk areas is pretty stark. As Barber points out, quote, all but one of the top 50 counties had higher portions of homeowners facing possible foreclosure than the national rate of one in every 1,389 residential properties, None of the counties in the list of those least at risk surpassed nationwide benchmark. End quote. Number four, unemployment levels. The relationship between this factor and the previous one is very clear. The higher the local unemployment, the higher the chance of an eventual housing market downturn through a wave of foreclosures and subsequent lowering of home values. While it can seem like a housing market is still thriving, or that home prices are high, steadily growing unemployment is bad news in the long term. Unemployment rates in November of last year were higher than the 3.9% nationwide figure in 49 of the most at-risk markets, but in none of the least exposed. A direct quote from Barber himself. So how much of a risk of a housing market downturn does the most exposed area face? Well, according to Barber, the figure is anywhere between two to six times the risk of the least exposed areas. So with these figures in mind, here are the most and least 
vulnerable housing markets in the U.S. right now. The most at-risk markets. Let's take a look. According to Adam, the areas with the highest risk of housing market downturns are clustered disproportionately in, you could probably guess, Chicago, New York City, and in California. These three regional markets took a whopping 21 of the 50 at-risk locations in the Adam Report. New York fared especially poorly, with both central areas like Brooklyn and the Bronx and suburban areas encompassing New Jersey showing signs of potential trouble. In California, several areas around Fresno showed similar downward trends. In Chicago, seven areas were identified as being at a high risk of a housing market downturn. However, New Jersey is the one to watch for a possible wave of foreclosures in the near future. Adams' data shows that several New Jersey counties had the highest foreclosure rates in the country. They are Cumberland County, one in 359 residential properties facing possible foreclosure, Warren County, outside Allentown, Pennsylvania, one in 459, Sussex County, New Jersey, outside New York City, one in 461, Gloucester County, New Jersey, outside Philadelphia, that's a one in 470, and Camden County, one in 509. So unemployment figures are currently the most alarming in two Californian counties, Merced County outside Fresno, which has a very high unemployment rate of 8.9%, and Kern County, Bakersfield, where unemployment is at 8%. New Jersey's Cumberland County also has a high unemployment of 7.3%, and New York City's Bronx is not far behind, 7.2%. As the data suggests, underwater mortgages on their own are not the strongest indicator of a possible housing market downturn as only 28 of the 50 most at-risk counties have that problem. However, a high percentage of underwater mortgages does signal that something isn't really right in the area and is something any potential investor should investigate. Take Webb County, Laredo, Texas, the U.S. area with the worst underwater mortgage rate of, get this, 56.6%. Earlier this year, Laredo dropped out of the list of top 10 safest U.S. cities, according to WalletHub. Its home and community safety ratings are going down, as is the financial well-being of its residents. It really isn't surprising that so many people there are now finding that they own homes that are worth less than their mortgages. The least at-risk markets. In contrast to these high-risk markets, many areas in the U.S. are enjoying low foreclosure and unemployment levels, as well as low rates of underwater mortgages, with most homeowners enjoying high levels of equity in their homes. The South, Midwest, New England fared especially well in the third quarter of 2023. This won't surprise savvy real estate investors who already know that these areas of the country have buoyant housing markets, boosted by healthy local job markets, and or reasonable living costs. Take Nashville, Tennessee, for example. Three Nashville metro areas, Davidson, Rutherford, and Williamson, feature on the least at-risk Adam list. This is despite the fact that Nashville is not known for affordable housing at all, with the average home price in the city now approaching 600 k So, how can Nashville have such a stable housing market? The answer is simple. A low unemployment rate at just 2.9% and a cost of living that is 2% lower than the national average. 
At the same time, the average salary in Nashville is $66,962, which is higher than the national average of $59,000. This is why there is very little chance of a housing market downturn here. People will continue buying expensive properties in Nashville because they can get good jobs and their other expenses won't be as high as in, say, New York City. Other cities with similarly upbeat housing market trajectories include Knoxville, Tennessee, Washington, D.C., Boston, Hennepin County, Minneapolis, Salt Lake City, and Wake County or Raleigh, North Carolina. A special mention should go to Burlington, too. This Vermont city is prosperous in every way imaginable. According to the report, it has the lowest foreclosure rates in the country, one in 72,000, the lowest underwater mortgage rate of just 1%, and a very low unemployment rate, 1.8%. So all this reflects almost no chance of housing market trouble here. Those interested in the Midwest should look into Wisconsin. Several counties in the state have similar economic conditions to New England, especially Dane County or Madison and Eau Claire County. The bottom line? There is a very valuable decision-making blueprint for investors in the Adam Report. It pays to do thorough research into multiple economic parameters in any particular area. Ask the right questions, such as, are most people here in secure, well-paying employment? Do they have healthy levels of equity in their homes? And can they afford to live here? apart from the housing costs? When these conditions are met, an area will likely enjoy housing market stability for the foreseeable future. All right, another Thursday episode done and dusted. Woo! If you're getting something out of this, please let us know. The best way to do that is to leave an honest rating and review on Apple Podcasts. That helps us improve the show, and five-star ratings help us climb the charts and reach more people with this valuable information. Thanks for doing that. And I'll see you tomorrow right here in the same place.